Oh, hi. Thanks for checking in. I'm still a piece of garbage. Just add me to the sick and shut-in list at this point. Add me to it. Put me on the board. Just add a real one to your sick and shut-in list. I, mm, yes, I'm limited mobility right now. This is not fun. Mm. You guys may be wondering, why are we recording on a, on a Monday instead of a Sunday? Well, let's right. just say... I made the grand discovery that I am now of a particular age. <laughs> we love to talk about how black don't crack, but Jesus, when it does have its cracks. She bruises, though. She bruises. Mm. Just a little bit. Sometimes. She does. I don't know if y'all know what the term Arthur is. It's short for arthritis. She just She's a little pain in my ass at this point. Literally and figuratively, she's a pain in my right. Head. So, <laughs> right, I, I was just about to say. <laughs> I don't even know when he come back this week. Y'all gonna take it how I give it to you at this point, because Jesus, welcome back to a show that we question the moral value of your parents every week. Um, yes, some of y'all were raised by your grandparents, and it shows. Some of y'all needed to be raised by your grandparents. Maybe y'all have been loved a little bit more. Who knows? Who knows? But I'm not here to figure those things out for you. Um, my name is Lonnie, and this week my Twitter handle is gonna be um wobble wobble shake it shake it. <laughs> okay, wobble wobble shake it shake it. Um and yes, this is your co-host, Marlon. This week, I think my Twitter handle is going to be Stay Out My Rainbow Purse. That's going to be my Twitter handle this week. You yeah. rainbow purse? I never knew you had a stay rainbow out, Stay Out My Rainbow Purse. It's yeah. a figure, figure of speech, but we'll, we'll get into that later on. Um, We're going to start off this week. Um, I put my friend on a homework assignment um yes. I, I have to put him on homework y'all it's sad mm-hmm. it's very very mm-hmm. sad i'm you a know. great student so it was wonderful inspiration yes we'll get it's we'll get into that later <laughs> so first things first we finally get the chance to talk about it so you did inform me you listened to snow Legra's album i did tell us about that <sighs> It's a no for me. Mm? I did not like it. Why did you not? There were about three tracks on that entire album that actually caught my attention. Mm -hmm. Um, But the rest of it was kind of, I'm not going to lie, it was kind of lackluster for me. It didn't really grab me. It, um, a lot of it sounded kind of repetitive. And I guess because it's 
a bit of a different vibe for her. Mm-hmm. It just did not sit like it didn't. It didn't grab onto me and make me want to listen to it again. Like I listened through it, and it was just like, okay, it's vibey, it's cute in some spaces, but I was not thrilled by it. I'm shocked because I actually like it. I yeah, like, I mean, I like, it, I like it a lot. Um, I'm shocked to hear that from you. Truth be told, I mm. yeah. So the so the three tracks that I noticed something from that kind of gave me a little bit of something was um, the first one was in your eyes. My notes yes. here for that one, um, it has a very like it felt very Michael Jackson inspired, and I dug that a lot. Oh, um, that was the Neptune. Shout out to them. Oh well, there we go. Um, and then on my mind, I just put that I like that song. Mm-hmm. I remember that one. And then the last one that intrigued me was Save Yourself. Uh, I really enjoyed the Drew Hill beauty sample. That was pretty dope. Mm-hmm. But other than that, that was it for me on Snow Allegra. I'm shocked you didn't like Violet Skies. <sighs> it was just okay. Like, remember, well, hold on. I might have to listen to that song again, but if it wasn't on that list, it didn't jump out to me. You need to listen to Violet Skies. I'm very shocked with you. I don't <laughs> believe you would do this. It what? Was, it, was, it was so much good material in this project. And you. Mm. Mm, mm. Well, you know what? And see, my thing is, as I was listening to it, it made me realize how I listen to music. And I think that that's where you and I differ a lot with a lot of music and why you get into music a little bit more than I do. Because. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like you listen to music and you are a very lyrical person and you'll probably hear lyrics before you hear anything else. This is very true. And I'm, and a, I am the I'm a, and I am a heavy ad-lib person too. I live for the stacks okay. later in the background. Right. So for me, it's more about it. Something has to grab me first. Like I appreciate good music, instrumentation, stuff like that. Uh, a catchy hook will get me, but before I even get there, the music has to grab me first. And if it's not grabbing me and pulling me in, nine times out of ten, it's not going to go far. I'm just shocked with you. Honestly, I didn't expect this from you. I bet you didn't. You watch your tone. <laughs> <laughs> and I was saying that, I was like, you're going to be like, gagging that I did not like this album but I did not like it. I'm shocked with you. I'm not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. I like flabbergasted, truthfully speaking, because I liked Neon Peach. Um that was my shit. It still is that's another song that like when I heard it the first time it didn't grab me. The second time I was like, oh it's cute, but it's still not something I would run back. Is that and of course in your eyes you just can't. I also love indecisive. I'm like Mm-hmm. I remember that song. I rem- and, and honestly, when I heard that, I was like, this is probably one of Lonnie's favorite joints. And I was listening to the the lyrics, and I was like, lyrically, I can see Lonnie feeling this one. So, yeah. Yes, I love Indecisive. I love In Your Eyes. I love Violet Skies. I love Neon Peach. The Peach of Neon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm just, overall, I, 
I prefer I actually prefer this one over uh those feelings again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And see, I think I gave that album probably two good listens, and I couldn't tell you which one. I liked it, but I like this one better. Okay. I like this one better. I'll say that. Um, I'm gonna get back to it in my headphones at another time with more music. You know. That's good to me. And you know, I'm trying to debate what shows I want to add next for you to cover. Oh my god! Can I get through the first thing? <laughs> if, oh my god! If, if y'all can literally hear our off-air conversations about his consumption, I just be saying like, "Friend, I need you to listen to it. I need you to watch it." Okay, oh did you watch it? I didn't get around to it. What do you mean you didn't get around to it? <laughs> like, no. No, 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 no. No. Oh, I my need, gosh. You have to be well-versed, friend. You have to be well-versed. Yeah, I know. In all aspects of life. I'm working on it. I'm doing better. Okay, yeah. I'm doing better. In all, in all aspects of life. Doing better. <laughs> Well, it's time to get on and to scroll on. Uh, This week, y'all have been trying. And it's to say the least, because Marlon actually stole something I want to rant about. So... I'm Go gonna, for it. We can do a double whammy because no, no, no. I'm gonna wait to get into it. I'm gonna, res- I'm gonna respect you enough. And I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait. Okay. I'm gonna. Okay. I feel like New York. Right now, I'm on pause. <laughs> in a motherfucking millisecond. That's mm. just how I feel. And I'm gonna wait. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be respectful. Be respectful. I'm gonna wait. Mm-hmm, Lord. Mm-hmm. So let's get into the things. Um, as we all were made aware, if you guys were a part of the golden era of BET, then you guys remember when Keisha Cole's family came on with their reality show the way it is. Right. Fortunately, Keisha's mom, Frankie, passed away on her birthday. I know it was on her birthday. It was on Keisha's birthday or on Frankie's birthday? It was on Frankie's birthday. Wow. She passed on her birthday. So um, I'm reading it from SS.com. Keisha came out on Instagram and said, I'm not ready for this. Um, Keisha will speak for the first time since the death um, since the death of her mother. For the first time since her mother, Frankie Lyons, passed away on July 18th of a reported overdose the day of her 61st birthday. Singer Keisha Cole broke her silence about her loss and thanked her fans for their support. In a heartfelt Instagram post she shared on Thursday, July 22nd, filled with pictures of her and her mom, Frankie, Cole's mourned and celebrated her mom at the same time. This is so hard for me. I can't even find a word shaking my head. I honestly don't even know how to feel. You can never prepare for something like this, ever. Three estimation marks. But you will be missed, she wrote. It's crazy because for weeks I've been quoting you from the goose that laid the golden egg to call a nephew shoe slow burners because they were often scuffed up already. Your sense, your humor was unmatched. Naturally, so funny. That's what I loved about your personality. We all did. I created this post to show my love and appreciation for your life and would thank my fans and supporters. Shoot, your fans and supporters for being here with us during the hard times and for the love you have for all of us. The love you have for all your children was definitely felt. 
when you said all you want is to have all your children in one place at one time meant the most to you and current and I'm completely down to do that for you even through our differences we love you I love you so much Frank the Bank crazy (sighs) it's sad it's so sad and if I'm not mistaken her doctor's mom passed away a few years ago too wow I think I could be wrong alleged okay I always saw alleged when I talk about certain things right alleged out there but definitely our prayers go out to Keisha and her whole family because if you watched the way it is Frankie and Nephew always cracked you up always especially Frankie (laughs) um so we're rolling into talking we went from death to um public humiliation so our fave super decided to celebrate an anniversary of sort she celebrated the day that she left lewis the queen of petty lord super lord so Super decides to give us a glimpse into celebrating the moment that everyone thought up and down that she was going to go back to. Yo. she is so petty so it goes on a little bit further um this is just the beginning of of just the drama this was just the beginning because the iceberg gets tipped um it goes from that to someone reporting her instagram and it getting disabled who reported her instagram for what I, someone someone reported her Instagram and it actually got disabled. She had to speak on it and everything. So the get the plot gets bigger because Lewis responds. Oh my God. Are you serious? So, 
you would think you would think it let me clarify a little bit of the drama so apparently he speculated that super cheated within the first year that they were together and apparently it's being said that it's with a woman whoa whoa this is all alleged this is all alleged allegedly of course (laughs) so a lot so it gets so we're not done that was we're not wait this is coming directly this is coming directly from Lou's Instagram. He says, and I quote, if I was so unhappy, why, if you're so happy, why bring it up? I don't sell watch. I don't sell watch my smoke or I block love. Take what that LLC, what that LLC in my name. Um, if you mess with someone while you were separated, is that cheating? What the fuck? I got to keep someone away from you for, uh, for what they did. I knew, I'm trying to decipher what he wrote here. They did they did knew I was coming, handle business when it came to you. Love cheating is cheating. This part is blurred out. How you feel? Fuck how you feel. I'm assuming. And you told me you cheated after we got back together after the last breakup because you felt guilty. I'm a grown ass man with a hundred. I, it's blurred out. A hundred holes on my. I don't know. DF. I'm trying to really make this out because it's broken up. I got to mess with an 18-year-old for find another storyline, love. You can't be happy mentioning nothing regarding our breakup on social media. That shit lame and clearly for attention. And speaking on my sister, you, you don't want her, she don't want for a motherfucking thing. Asked her, is the outside inside of her house getting redone with the funds from who? Lou, um, Lou when you mentioned me, talk to me nicely. I say Airbnbs, hotels, um, and hotels, not my sister. I'm a platinum member. Now, this goes on and on and on. Of course, in in um blue, in super fashion, there was a sell on crayon case. Woman. <laughs> was what was the crayon. sale called? Um, if I'm not mistaken, if you use the pro the um code name Lewis, you got like 40% off your order. I know she made hella money. I know she did. If she showed her live, she made like 116K. She was like, okay, good night. <laughs> oh, wow. That, you know, that, first of all, I never saw them breaking up. So when it did happen, I was shocked. And then when it was hearing that the alleged reason that they broke up was because he was unfaithful, I was like, Lou, never saw that for you, fam, but okay. Um, and then it was like to hear this, this is deep. Like, I I don't I don't even know what to say about this one no more. Like it's like okay. okay. Sidebar, I wanna I wanna take a moment. I even outline this in the notes, but I want to take a moment to shout out my girl if you know me. You know how much how deep my love for Issa Rae runs. Hello. Um, my girl got married over the weekend. Congratulations, the, Issa. In the south of France, of all places. <laughs> okay, she got married in the south of France. Yes, you saw all the um 
the lovely people that were invited from Insecure, mm-hmm. including Lawrence. Everyone was like, what time I'm like, y'all do know he was there, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I saw, I just, so like, he was in attendance. I was bugging out because from her Instagram post, she, first of all, she is such a troll. Because the way that she was describing it, I couldn't tell if she was being funny or if she was actually married. So I was just like, I, I didn't know. So I had to literally go to, I think when it, what confirmed it for me was she gave um, credit to the photographer that I went to the photographer's page and the photographer congratulated her. And I was like, okay, great. Then it's yeah. for real, for real. She was just being a troll. Got it. She was being a troll when she got engaged. She's like, I didn't even see when she got engaged. She was like, I didn't confirm anything. <laughs> like, she's such what? a jerk. She's such a fucking jerk. I'm like, Issa, you're you have a whole engagement ring on your hand. What do you mean you didn't confirm anything? Your ring is t- is talking <laughs> for you. Mind you, Mama is in here. I have to have a moment and stand because I didn't get the chance to do it online. Mama is sitting here looking like every ounce of a snack and a dag on. Bitch, let me tell you something. Your fave. Bear Wang gown looking amazing. And her Bear Wang looking amazing. Like, just, yes. I'm sorry, y'all about to send me in the stand mode. I can't. Like, you can never. And this is also this is improv photo shoot, girl. (laughs) My girl, she's a mess. A mess. An improv photo shoot. Um, Auntie Charlotte is congrats. We have to congratulate you. Congratulate. Besides Issa getting married, Charlemagne actually is getting his own late time talk show. Well, look at him. Isn't this like the second talk talk show he's gotten? I'm going to say, if I'm thinking this is the first, because I think it's just going to be him. I'm getting this from the New York Post. Um, Charlemagne the God is bringing his um, holy trinity of comedy, culture, and social consciousness to Comedy Central with a new talk show, The God's Honest Truth. The weekly broadcast is actually produced by Stephen Colbert. Um, is set to debut September 17th at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Filming will take place in New York City. It's the show I've always wanted to do, says Charlemagne, while announcing the forthcoming project with his syndicated radio morning show, The Breakfast Club, on Thursday. Um, the God's Honest Truth will revolve around Charlemagne, his real name, Lenard, and his culturally fluid take on social issues, per vanity. So congratulations, Auntie Charla. We can't very wait to job. see it. Hmm? I said, very good job. Very good job. Yes, yes. We can't wait to hear the honest truth of things of that nature. <sighs> Before I get... Well, I have two more things. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, Robert has found his way into not just girls and women. He's now being linked to the boys. You know, I have to be honest. I didn't see these allegations coming. Mm-hmm. But wow, sir. Wow. Just. there. Apparently there's two teenage boys. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see. I'm taking this from CNN. The, the, the filing details testimony from a witness who alleges Kelly, whose full name is Robert Kelly, asked her to obtain child pornography involving boys for him. 
Further evidence includes recordings of physical abuse and threats that Kelly allegedly used to maintain control over women and girls who he had sexual relationships with and evidence of bribes allegedly made by made on Kelly's behalf to the state and county workers. I'm skimming through just a bit. Trying to get to the meat and potatoes of the story here. Basically, these are things that mostly everything we already knew, but they were alluding that they had evidence that he messed with two dudes. Right. And apparently that was... I don't know if they're giving a timeline for that, but I feel like this was I, a while funny, ago that it happened. And the funny part was when I was doing my research for it, like, when you look... I mainly try to go and get it from, like, actual news sites, but for the most part, the news sites, when it comes to stuff like this, they like to suppress it deep down in the article. Like, right. I read it, but they suppress it, like, deep, deep down, like, when it comes to especially the details. But the one thing that I did recollect when I was looking into everything, they are actually about to begin selection for the jury for his trial, actually in September. Yeah, so and I think I was, I was reading that article earlier, and they were talking about how if he gets convicted on the counts of racketeering that he's been doing, that could be 25 years on top of the other shit that he already got. Mm. So much coming out in the brush. Like, I don't I, like I, folks out there that love him for real, for real. I think y'all just need to go ahead and wrap it up. It's not going to happen. He's not getting out soon. He's not going to get out. No. Um, Let's argue real quick. Um, I'm going to add a sub thing in here for whenever I feel like arguing with Marlon. Um, Out of pure joy and fun and things of that nature, just to switch it up, because I love covering my stuff for On Scroll or Scroll On. However, whatever the name of the day, I feel like going by with it. But today, this actually comes from the shade room. It's actually a very interesting debate that I found. Um, and mm-hmm. it's a tweet from this young woman of God. Okay. And she mm-hmm. poses a bold statement. And she says, cheating is not a part of up and ups slash downs in a relationship. Who the F raised y'all? Wait, so she said cheating is not what? It's not a part of ups and downs in a relationship. Do you feel as if that was a little harsh? Or is that just basically a set of like looking at the stands of relationships through rose-colored glasses? It feels very subjective, number one. Mm-hmm. And to say that cheating is not a part of ups and downs, it just sounds like another person that is a monogamous person Mm -hmm. that is basically saying that you ain't got no home training if you feel like cheating is a part of what would be considered the ups and downs of a relationship and that essentially it's abnormal to like or be intimate with anybody else other than the partner that you chose yeah, it's a it's a weird take for me. It's weird. I mean, 
it's hard to ask if cheating considered normal in a relationship. But then it goes back to me, the the theory, why would I be in a relationship with someone that I don't trust? And if I can't trust you to be faithful, why are we doing this? And I get that. But uh, going along with what she's saying, it's like... And that's what I'm trying to make sense of, is what she's saying. Because what she's... So, so the terminology that she used is ups and downs in a relationship. We all go through ups and downs in our relationships, whatever that may be. We might classify them as communication issues or financial issues or, you know, we can't get along or whatever. What it sounds like she's saying is that cheating is not a part of that, that cheating is just cheating. And if people are classifying cheating as being an up and down in a relationship, that they're crazy and to bring in the 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 harder take for me is to say who the fuck raised y'all as if to say that parents are well i won't even say that because there are some parents out here that are hoes and probably teach about cheating and all that shit that's neither here nor there but it's just it's just a really odd take i don't understand that like i hear what she's saying but it's like sis you can't how can you classify what ups and downs are for anybody else but you? If that's not part of your ministry, then so be it. But to say that ups and downs are, cheating is not a part of the ups and downs in a relationship for you, sis, for you. If somebody cheats on another person and that person decides to have a conversation about why and what happened and all the other stuff, forgive them and take them back, then so be it. That's their prerogative. If they ain't got shit to do with you, like it don't have anything to do with you and mm, it's hat dances almost on a heteronormative if i make sense because we all would love to sit here and believe that cheating won't be something that we have to put up with in a relationship but anytime that you give someone that much of you it's it's a possibility. Not saying that it will happen, but it's a possibility that it can. And for you to say it's not considered ups and downs, I'm like, are you really looking at it? Which which side of the coin are we looking at this from? That's where I look at it. It's try, like, trying to make sense of it. Right. I don't think that it, it, it is in correlation to like any heteronormative activities per se. Because relationships are relationships when it comes to cheating anyway. But for for her, it just feels like if a motherfucker cheat on me, that's it. That's all. Like I'm not accepting them, taking them back. Nothing like there's nothing to discuss. And if that's how she feels, then so be it. But you can't tell everybody else that that's not a part of ups and downs. Clearly, it's not a part of ups and downs for you because. Cheating is a down and the only down. And once that's it, that's it for you. So say that, but don't say that it's not a part of ups and downs because the reality of the matter is, I think what a lot of people don't realize or give light to is that you can have a discussion about infidelity in your relationship, be it monogamous or poly because there's a such thing as cheating in poly relationships. Well, that's another story for another time that y'all not ready to dive into. 
Uh, but when it comes to monogamous relationships, there's a possibility for you to have a conversation with your partner about why cheating happened and actually get down to the nitty gritty of the action and mm-hmm. have a room and space for forgiveness and growth to move past that. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of people that have done it. A lot of y'all have done it. So let's not act like it's impossible. You know, you always, you find time for things that make that are important to you and y'all make full-blown appointments to cheat. Spend money to cheat. I mean, and that's a conversation that people need to have with their partners. Because what I, I think what people don't do is they don't, I tell people all the time, People cheat for a reason. People be like, oh, you just cheat because you a hoe or whatever. No, there are levels to shit like that. You have to ask yourself, what is it that I'm not getting in this relationship that makes me want to go out and, and, and do it with somebody else? Why do I feel as if I can't be honest with my partner? That too. It's all a conversation, but we've never been taught to have those conversations. Mm-hmm. What we've been taught is, when you get in a relationship, you love that person, only that person, you're only attracted to that person, you only deal with that person, it's you and them to the end. And you don't step out. And if you do, that's it. That's all. There's no conversations. I don't want to know you a dog ass nigga. You ain't shit. And that's it. It's simply not that cut and dry. It's just not. Especially considering the fact that a lot of you motherfuckers have very skewed and interesting views on what's considered cheating and what's not. That is very true. And a lot of y'all are really low-key just possessive, and that's not healthy for your relationship either. Oh, you were certain y'all was texting, you were cheating. So speaking to someone is cheating? Oh, you was looking at that other bitch, so you must be cheating on me. You sound insecure and possessive. Mm-hmm. So now you need to take a look at yourself and where you stand in this relationship instead of trying to project it on other people. And not to say not to say that people don't cheat or that, you know, everything is innocent because sometimes it's not. But y'all got to be in relationships with yourselves and with your partners and not be on no, I'm with this nigga and I'm just, I don't do nothing wrong, but I'm watching them like a hawk. It don't work like that. He might. Accountability is for real. I'm going to stick beside him. Ridiculous. I'm going to stick beside him. Ridiculous. And if you're going to do that, then do it, sis. Look, I'm going to sit beside him. I'm going to Then do that shit. Beside him. That is um, all I got for this week. Hopefully next week I'll be back and rolling out punches and all that. Hopefully I won't be laid up with my, arm, with my legs stretched out so I won't be sitting here crunching in pain. I'll pray for our friend. He's going to be all right. I'm just out here trying. Y'all are trying. <laughs> uh, when I tell you, I didn't anticipate this. It's a conversation we're going to have offline. I didn't anticipate this at right. all. <laughs> I know. I know. All right, y'all. So we're going to roll right into Marlon. It's stirring the pot. I yep. got my water boiling. I got my spoon and my ingredients ready. I hope y'all ready to take this ride. All, all right. right. So We only got a couple of things this week, but I feel like they're going to be more than enough to really get into it. So we're going to start off light 
and then we're gonna go into the deep shit. You ready? You oh, there? Hell. Oh hell, here we go. We're gonna start off light. So the first little journey we're gonna go into is social media etiquette, specifically messaging, folks. Let's get into this topic. Oh, so this came to mind when I received a message from somebody that I don't know or I don't follow on social media. And this happens from time to time where people will reach out to you and like want to talk and have a conversation. And for me, <clears throat> if you message me, that means you want to talk, right? Right. So if you're not talking, then I'm pretty much not responding. Why are we having a conversation? I, I, I didn't ask for this. So why I, I didn't here? order it. I didn't order it. Why, did, why are you here? Why are you here? I didn't so order. check this out. So, right. So the first question is, if someone messages you, whose responsibility is it to, to continue the conversation? Or the person that messaged you. Right? Am I, like, am I crazy about that? No. Because that person reached out to you because they want to talk. And like, why do people get upset when you aren't responding? Because some people flip out and be like, you ain't talking, why are you so quiet? And it's like, because you initiated this conversation, which means that you probably have something you want to talk about, yes? I didn't ask to be here. You you, you lured me here. Right, right, with the conversation. I'm already in gym. We already have ADD. If you don't get <laughs> to the point soon or very soon as to why you are here, I promise you, I am not responding to your messages afterwards. It's fucking crazy. How often have you had that, that type of thing happen to you? Well, the men of this generation don't understand the art of conversation to begin with. So mm-hmm. then there's that. The main explanation. Oh. Men, unfortunately, don't know how to have a conversation. <laughs> it's the That's truth. Men do not, gay men, for the most part, do not know how to have a conversation. I was having this conversation the other day. I'm like, foreplay is a thing, but half of y'all don't know how to even do that. Mm. Y'all can't even flirt, let alone initiate a conversation. You got you came here. It's not my job to keep you here. And then your right. conversation is real general, real surface. Real fucking surface. Like, have some spice to the conversation if you want to talk about more. Like, you can't be like, okay, so. It's all right. Because so this person hit me up on Facebook Messenger. Mind you, not my friend. Don't know where they came from. Just randomly started messaging me. I think I talked about this on the podcast before, but reached out and was like, have a general conversation. Hey, how you doing? Where are you from? Yada, yada, yada. Let him know I'm from Jersey. And he was like, oh, okay. He was like, so when can we chill? And I was like, never. Excuse me? I said, I'm sorry. I said, what? (laughs) I, I didn't sign up for none of this. You jumped into my inbox talking to me and having a conversation and then you instantly went to chilling. Mm-hmm. Did you, you didn't ask for my consent on that. We weren't even in that conversation. Like, where did any of this come from? You didn't ask me if we can go on a date. You didn't say, let's be in a coffee shop. You know, I you didn't even that. ask me if I was interested in that. Can we chill? No. 
I don't know you, sir. Like, what, what it? And then when you pretty much tell them where to get on and they offer you and like respect you, then they keep messaging you afterwards. The answer's not going to change, especially if I checked you one time. Why is you here? And then he turned around and messaged me again and was like, so when are we going to chill? Sir, block. Never. At this point, because you don't get it. You don't get it. Like, I already checked you about this. Do you think after we had that conversation, so now you come back and you're going to try it again, you think I'm going to change my mind? It's insane. No, man. So, uh, so my second question to this, we're going to have an accountability moment, right? Okay. So when you get a message from someone you don't know, mm. do you look at their photos first before you respond? Absolutely, Oprah. <laughs> yes, friend, you better stand up in your transparency, bitch. <laughs> it's one thing if you hitting me on friendship, but we're talking gay men. Nine times out of ten, they know why they landed in your damn inbox. Sir, why is you here? You can't get a crumble of boonchi. Not even a crumble. <laughs> why is you here? And then here you are getting in your feelings as I told you, I'm not into all that. The ones that kill me is the ones that, and then I already said, men don't know how to have a conversation. The ones that kill me is leading off a conversation. It's no hey, it's no hi, it's no sup, nothing. It's send pics, ass pics. Like, See, it's, I just, this is I know what they that do on social, that's what they do. That's what they do. And this is why I, they, I know they left my red. See? And the conversations with me, like, I will look at your pictures first. I'm not going to lie. I need to find out what's going on, who you are, who are you, where you come from, all of that who stuff. Who sent you? Like, who sent your ass over? Who sent you? Who sent you? I don't trust people like that. Oh, no. Girl, who sent you? Right. <laughs> Especially if you want to get into like thoughts of catfishing and shit like that. Like I ain't got time. People be out here on crazy shit. It's 2021. Why do I have to go through letting you know it's like bad enough you can't start a conversation? Remember I gave y'all that gym last week and knowing when a picture has been saved from a different site or been passed around a few times. Remember that gym? Hello. Hello. I do remember. Not too long ago, that shit happened with me and someone in my inbox this past week. And I had another dude that was like, oh, I don't have any pictures yet. So it's 2021. I'm sorry. Go play on someone else's time and not mine. I'm sorry, baby. Every device, every mobile device has a camera these days. All of them. Even if you got a flip phone, it got a camera on it. I'm like, I'm on my computer that has a camera. My phone has a camera. My iPad has a camera. This camera's all around. There's no excuse. None. None. Whatsoever. Even None. your cheap-ass Androids have a, have a camera. And that's not even shaming anyone. But it's the truth. Even the cheap-ass Androids have a camera. So what is your excuse for you to be off my face and wasting my time? I cannot. Oh, okay. So, moving on into the next topic. <clears throat> mm-hmm. This one is titled here we go again. So, if you all haven't heard about it now, 
<laughs> and I know you have because it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the baby. <laughs> so the baby was recorded at Rolling Loud. Do you want me to get the video? Because I can get the video. I don't know. You can pull it up in the middle of the set saying some really... Hold on. I'm gonna, hold on, hold on. on. I'm going to get it for you because I want everyone to understand. I wanted to... I want, I was going to let you rock, but I'm going to let you answer your question. But I'm going to play this first so we all know where we're coming from when we talk about the situation because I'm about sick of y'all. Hold on one second. All right. Hold on. I'm gonna let Marlon ask his question before I go off. So Let's start off with one thing. First of all, sir, what does water smell like? Water does not have a scent at all. Unless you're talking about seawater, which we're not correlating with vaginas. But, but, but what does water smell like? Only tap Let, water has an odor, and that's a little, it's a little disgusting. But even, st- even with that, you have to have a keen nose to... Like, you, you're not... Nobody's going to put something, put water up to your nose, blindfold it, and you go, oh, that's water. It doesn't have a sense. I didn't know. Mm, thing So, <clears throat> I'm, I'm, I'm frazzled here because it's, what possessed you to even say this shit? Let's start with the HIV and, and, and AIDS trope that you started off with. Mm-hmm. Who's at a concert on stage and goes, if you didn't show up with HIV, AIDS, or quote, any of those other diseases that could kill you in a week or two? Thank you for saying that right, because I saw some people misquoting that part. Mm-hmm. Sir, are you dumb? You gotta be dumb. You have to be dumb. Especially if you're talking about HIV and AIDS. Because when has a person died from either of those things? Period. Because you don't die from HIV or AIDS. You die from complications, but you don't die from those viruses. But you ignorant and you don't, you, you didn't know that, I'm sure. What the fuck? And then after that, if you didn't suck a nigga dick in the car before you came in here. Sir, who, where did that come from? Why is that on, on the front of your brain? What, what did that have to do with anything? Anything at all? Can, can, what is with these celebrities and their like Disdain for the LGBTQ community. I don't. I don't understand. We be minding our own business. Ain't nobody fucking with y'all. Nobody. 
people living with HIV ain't fucking with y'all. Ain't said nothing to you. Where did this come from? My problem comes into play with one. You're spewing this ignorance on stage, whether because he responded to it and said that the show was for the people that paid. If you sitting at home behind a glass or anything like that, fuck y'all and y'all's opinion. And like basically saying he does not care about the opinion of others that has something to say about it. But and like I had to say to one of my friends earlier, because we kind of had a disagreement about it. I'm like, listen. And I really withheld my rebuttal on the situation for this exact reason. There was a time where artists could say reckless ass shit in regards to any and everyone. And no one held them accountable at all. Not a soul. You're now in a time frame where everything you're held accountable for if it comes out of your mouth. So whether you like to believe it or not, you sat here and basically spewed negativity into people that have these diseases and had these diseases for no reason. They didn't do anything to you. They didn't say anything to you. He's like, oh, it was something to get the crowd hype. So because you think that would get the crowd hype, you said it. So shame the people that are actually here that are going through this and have to deal with this on a daily basis. You're saying fuck them. Like, this is what happens when you make general statements. And especially when it gets brought up to the court of public opinion. You're going to be held accountable for that shit. So you're saying fuck the fans that I have that are going through this. What about the people that that were born with it? What about the people that got raped or molested and ended up contracting from that? So it's fucked them for their experience with trauma. So it's fucked okay, them for them not having a say in how they even got it. Just because they came to watch you perform. And furthermore, what crowd was you getting hyped? Because after you said it, I didn't hear anybody but you and your DJ. The only thing I saw was a shoe being thrown, but that's the conversation that I'm going to hold on to. So... Then you had the nerve, and this is the line I'm actually not that upset about, but I'm still going to dissect it real quick. Oh, and if you ain't going, if you ain't a nigga leaving and going suck a nigga dick in the parking lot. Someone said something that was so real, and it said, I'm not understanding why. They said, I'm going to say this, I'm going to leave it alone, excuse me. There is no straight man that gives a fuck about what you do in the bedroom. There's not one straight man that ever cares about what you do in the bedroom. Most of the men that are in my life that happen to identify with heterosexuals do not give a fuck about what I do in the bedroom. But the minute y'all open y'all mouths to speak about anything within the community, the first thing y'all go to is what we do in the bedroom. Why do y'all care? What is Why the point? Do- what was the point? Why do you care? If they're going to do that, where, did you go sit down your pants and let them do it? Why do you care? I didn't know I that I need to get in contact with someone in one of the school, like in, in charge of the Department of Education in North Carolina. Because I did not know that water had a smell. I did not know. You can smell condensation on the ground after it rains or beforehand. Yes. But I didn't know you could smell water. I just, 
Water has a scent. Water has a scent. If it does, it's not clean. Let's be clear. It ain't clean. If your if your pussy smell like water, you sound really dumb. But let's go back to your original statement at first hand, sis. Because I'm not done with that ass. Come over here, huh? So you chose violence in the middle of a performance and then said fuck everyone that has something negative to say about it. The midgets. The four foot man. um, Napoleon baby mite. Um... I'm trying to think of every which way to say what I'm trying to say, but I think I'll just sum it up with this. The day y'all stop putting these type of people on pedestals and saying, oh, well, fuck them and they need to do this. And if that's the case, y'all need to go back and get rid of this song and that song from history. No. Because I'm holding him accountable for what the fuck he said. Period. I'm not getting off of that pedestal for anyone. I'm not even pedestal. I'm not letting go let go that stands for anyone. Because to me, that was deeper than anything else he said. That was deeper than anything else he said. Not even the fact that he brought on Tory Lanez on stage with him. Not the fact that he got a shoe thrown to him. First of all, the young man that threw a shoe. I hope they don't press charges because you were doing the Lord's work at that time. <laughs> and he was just not pleased with the actions and the hatred that was being spewed on that stage. And he said, do my work. That's and it. just... <sighs> I just... I'm, exa- I'm exhausted with having to discuss this shit every other week. I am. It's... It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And so one of my questions is, so how do you see the future of music if queer folks actually stop supporting the artists that don't support us? Because mm. I feel like... You wouldn't have a lot of artists. You, you, you wouldn't. It, I, I feel like a, there would not be... There would be a lot of sales. There would be a lot of streams. A lot of, a lot of shit. The motherfuckers depend on if we actually stop supporting. Mm-hmm. Y'all be out here looking crazy because you won't be styled. Your videos and productions will look nuts. A we're lot of the, shit. We're the ones that actually buy, not just stream, we actually do buy. And no disrespect to straight folks that do, but the reality of the matter is that queer audiences are a big part of a lot of new music artists and mm-hmm. we don't get the credit for it. We don't. At all. Hell, we carry, we carry a lot of y'all. Let's be clear. We do. I just, I, I want us to do better at not continuing to allow this type of shit to go on. Oh. Don't allow these motherfuckers to keep disrespecting you. Like, and for you motherfuckers, let me, let me say this one thing. You motherfuckers that's going to get out here because I know I'm going to see it somewhere. Because anytime HIV and or AIDS is brought up, a lot of you motherfuckers like to jump out the window and say shit like, 
well, you can't be too sensitive. You put yourself in that predicament or it's a thing. It's for real. And don't be mad at me because you contracted the virus. First of all, fuck you. I don't give a fuck how you feel about how I contracted it, why I contracted it, why I haven't. That still does not give you carte blanche to then discuss or down talk me because I'm living with the virus. Because mm-hmm. if somebody was talking about your mammy that passed from cancer or some other shit, you'd be pissed. Then you'd have something to say. You'd be pissed. Don't fucking do that. You can stay over there with that bullshit. All of y'all. All of y'all. This is dumb. I'm I'm done dragging him because it's a revolving door of bullshit. So, almost done with this pot, y'all. We're going to move into our final segment of how it makes you feel. So, I ran into this post on Instagram from Nedra Tawab, and that's N-E-D-R-A-T-A-W-W-A-B. And the topic, excuse me, at hand was seven things you want, seven things to stop if you want healthy relationships. And she came with some bangers, but one of them that stuck out to me the most was this one. Stop trying to get people to think like you. As long as someone respects your needs, they do not have to think exactly, exactly like you on every topic. It's not ideal and often not possible. Friend, how'd it make you feel? I'm glad I have this thought process now, to be brutally mm-hmm. honest. Because mm-hmm. the one, the one, you know which one stuck out to me. <laughs> what's that? Huh? I said, what's that? Stop waiting for people to read your mind. People yeah. may not know what you need because you haven't shared your needs with them. Be clear about your needs. Um, prevents resentment. Okay? Mm-hmm. So let's get back on track here because that's the one that stuck out to me. It's important for you to understand, especially for your friends. We love our friends, but I don't expect my friends to agree on things on every topic. Mm-hmm. And that is okay. As long as said friend understands my boundary when I'm saying, listen, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. I'm telling mm-hmm. you now. I need now to voice conflict. I'm like, I don't want to talk about it. But the more you get people around you that respect that you may have a different opinion from them, and they can just be okay with that. Those are the type of people you need around you. Because it's like, listen, I don't expect you to always agree with me. But you ain't got to sit here and always talk about it when I'm around. Because then I'm going to get upset. I'm going to get pissed. Hmm. I think that for me, it stuck out because it made me think about having a disagreement with people, specifically romantic partners, where you and your significant other are at odds about a certain subject. Mm-hmm. And in those moments, when you know that there's opposition, it literally always comes down to 
moving forward in that conversation and or argument, both of y'all are just trying to be heard at that point. And both parties want to be understood. But I feel like underneath all of that, it's more so about us trying to get the other person to think like us. And it's just not necessary. And it often exacerbates the situation even more because you're so busy trying to make that person think like you and not actually trying to resolve the issue that you're having or to simply agree to disagree. And it just makes the situation even worse. Mm -hmm. Even worse, you know? And and when I read that, it was like, damn, like it, it made me realize how often I've been in in conflict with somebody else and it never went anywhere or it only got even more heated and it wasn't because we couldn't come to a happy medium it was more than likely because I was busy trying to get them to see my point of view and feel how I feel instead of just hearing them in that in that discussion and trying to find a happy medium or get to the space to agree to this the only thing I don't like is when people take, like, when I look at this, I also have another way of looking at it. Because you have certain people that want people to think like them, but they also do it in, like, a manipulative fashion. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's like, oh, no, I need this in order to move on. It's not my job. Right. It's not my job. That's personal. That is not my job. Yeah. I'm on my own person with my own thoughts, especially in a romantic aspect. Trying to get someone to think like you is exhausting because you're going to be disappointed every time. Listen, like, every fucking time. time. Every time you'll get exhausted. Like, oh, God. And you got to allow people to think the way that they want to think. Like, and I feel like it's better to be understood than it is to have that person think exactly like you. Because not to mention, having someone agree with you and, and, and feel the same way you feel on every topic is unnatural and just not a thing. And kind of boring, to be honest. Very boring. I'm going through a few of these. This has some valid points. But this one yeah. stands out. Yeah. I've been eyeing other a lot of valid feelings. Ones. Your feelings are That's valid. Other people's feelings are valid, too. Yeah. Yeah. The more you grow. That's it. <laughs> that's it. That's all. The more all right, y'all. So I am done stirring the pot for today. Thank y'all for joining us over here at Who Raised You Hoes. Before we go, we got to get into that mental health tip for the week. <sighs> My mental health tip for the week is this. Get rid of things, places, and people that no longer serve you. If they're not bringing anything into your life that promotes growth, if they bring in irritation and ugliness into your life, if anything is bringing those things into your life, you can easily get rid of them. Family, friends, situations, places, you literally do not have to deal with it. Your peace is most important. Your happiness is most important. And get rid of the shit that does not serve you anymore. Period. Girl, what you got? 
I said it once and I say it again. Um, listen to your body, child. Okay. Mm. Listen to your body because I promise you, a part of this episode is going to sound mad dry because I'm sober. <laughs> Secondly, and most importantly, a bitch can barely walk right now. So I'm dead, written damn there. But Please, I encourage everyone, especially my black men, please listen to, listen to your bodies. Because nine times out of ten, they got a story to tell you. You need to listen to it. It's trying to tell you something. And that's real. And Jesus, I don't wish Arthur on my worst enemy. <laughs> Nobody. Oh. Y'all pray for our friend, y'all, that he get better and feel better soon. <laughs> but I- all right, y'all. Mm. <laughs> All right, y'all. We will see y'all next week. Peace out. Bye.